Well, I'm talking to you about moving forward in my messages, and this is, um, uh, we do series, and uh, you know, God wants us moving forward in our walk with Him, amen? And God doesn't want us to be bored Christians. How many bored Christians? No, I won't get a hand. But you don't need to be a bored Christian or a boring Christian. <laughs> no, God wants us moving forward in Him. And, uh, you know, we, we, we are in a fast, a 21-day fast. And maybe you just, start, just joined us today. Maybe you're a new visitor. You can still continue. You can fast with us. And we're doing kind of a, a multitude of, of different types of fasts. We're not trying to pigeonhole you into one type of fast. And so that means that you could fast maybe to like 4 o'clock in the afternoon and then you can eat whatever you want, right? That's not a bad fast, is it? I know some people are fasting until about 3 and then they're eating. But what we're saying is eat good, get, get the sugar out, amen? In other words, don't be eating all that junk food. And normally what we do is a Daniel fast and that's basically all vet, vegetables and eliminates the breads and the sugars and all the carbs, amen? So we want healthy people in this church, amen? And so, but, you know, uh, we're talking about fasting, and, and last week I talked to you about that we're actually, we're, as, a, as a people, as a person, you're a tripart being, if I may. A lot of people don't know this in the body of Christ. A lot of people think we're just a soul and a body, and you get this teaching all the time, we're just a soul and a body, but you really are, you're a spirit. You have a soul, and you live in a body. And so, you know, the Bible makes that very clear that your spirit, soul, and body can be divided. It talks about that in, in the book of Hebrews, amen, uh, chapter 4, verse 12. And it talks about that our body can be separated. So, um, in other words, you know, your spirit, when you get born again, you get a brand new spirit, a brand new heart. And that should give you a desire when you get Jesus in your life, you should have a desire, you should have a desire to worship Jesus. Amen. If, if you're not thinking about Jesus and you haven't thought about Jesus in a while, um, you might need to take another dip. <laughs> in other words, you might need to get saved. Amen. Uh, but uh, yeah, we should always be talk, thinking about Jesus and your new heart. You get a new heart. And so in this fast, hopefully God starts revealing to you really who you are. And this series that I'm ministering on this morning is, is a series on... Um, First and foremost, where you are at in Christ. Uh, a lot of people don't know where they're at in God. You know, they're just kind of in, they, they're not too sure. If you don't, normally you think you're doing pretty good if you see blessings in your life. And you think, I'm good with God because blessings are coming. Isn't that the way we kind of equate, you know, for good with God? If the blessings are coming in, if my prayers are being answered, then God must be pleased with me. And then if, if there's no, no, prayers being answered, and I'm not hearing anything from God, and it seems like there's all, all but troubles, then God must not be pleased. And that, that can be the furthest from the truth. Amen? I really believe you, you start encountering problems when you start trying to move forward in God. Amen. I, I think what, what the devil, the, the, the biggest thing, we, we think as Christians, if we just get out of our problems, we'd be great with God. But Really, problems may promote us into where God wants us to go. Amen. The early church, uh, they were in Jerusalem, and, they, and God told them to go out. Jesus actually gave them a commission to go out and preach the gospel, but they stayed in Jerusalem until persecution came. 
And then when persecution came, they, they scattered abroad. And guess what? The gospel got preached outside of Jerusalem. And it was because of there was, you know, uh, external circumstances that were putting pressure on the disciples to get out of town. Amen. And uh, I don't want to wait to the external pressures come to me. I, I want to start moving before the external pressure pushes me. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, and, and so there's lots of people, I, I, you, you hear this a lot, in the valley of decision. Have you ever heard that? And um, people are in the valley of decision. In other words, are, you, you're making decisions this year of what you're going to do with God. Amen? And hopefully you're going to move forward in God. Look at your neighbor and say, move forward in God. Amen. Amen. That sounds good. You guys sound great this morning. And so, so really, we got to know where we are at in God. And, and fasting will help you do that. Um, in Isaiah 58, let's just look at that real quickly before I go into um, my main message in, in uh, who you are in Christ, because that's what I want to talk to you about. But you're not going to know who you are until you start getting a relationship with God. I'm talking about, you know, you do have a relationship with him, but until you start having some fellowship time with him, you're not going to really know who you are. Because I'm going to say this, if you're going to move forward in God, you have to know who you are in God. Not, not who you are in, you know, the family you grew up in, not, not your culture or, you know, your education doesn't tell you who you are. Yeah, he could tell you what you have, but, but just because you're educated doesn't, doesn't, it, that, that doesn't hold water with faith, amen? Because the Bible says, uh, you know, knowledge will puff up. So just getting knowledge can puff us up in pride, but love edifies. And so when you get together with God, God will start revealing to you who you are and how much he loves you and how much he has for you. And, you, you know, in other words, God can get addicting. How many people are addicted to God in here? Um, how many Jesus freaks do we have in here? <laughs> Some of you are like that. Jesus freak. Yeah. You, you got, you, man, I'm telling you, God is so fun to hang out with. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you, and God is so awesome. I love hanging out with the Lord. Let's look at Isaiah 58. And it says here, <coughs> because we are in our fast, it says in verse 6, it says, Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loosen the bonds of wickedness? to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free. This is uh, Isaiah 58, verse 6, working my way down. And then he says here, Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor that are cast out? You know, you know the Bible says when you have pity on the poor, God, you, know, you lend to the Lord and he will repay back. You can never, you know, when, you, when you're giving of yourself and your time uh, to people that can't give back to you, that, that's when you're going to see some blessings in your life. Amen? And uh, it says here, because Jesus said it this way, he says, you know, you can bless somebody that's your friend, and you know they're going to bless you back, but it takes greater faith to bless somebody that is not un, that's unable to bless you back. Is that right? And so we want to be like children of God. Say, I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. Amen. And it says here, where, where you see the naked that you cover him, and this is where I want to, in verse 7 says, and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Not hide yourself from your own flesh. What is that saying? Well, some, some commentators would say, well, don't hide yourself from, from your kinfolk, you know, your own flesh. But that's, you know, I don't really believe that's what it really means. I believe there's a spiritual connotation to this. It means that you don't hide yourself from who you really are. 
In other words, God wants to reveal to you. A lot of times we, we stay so busy, we don't have time to evaluate ourselves. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about in here? You can, keep, you, can keep the, the, you can keep it so busy that you don't have time to look at yourself and where you're at in God and if you're moving forward in God. Let me just say something to you this morning that might be an asset test for you. If it's not working, you need more of God. If it's not working, okay, let me, let me clarify this. If it's not working the way you would like to see it working. In other words, if your marriage, ladies, if your marriage is not where you want it to be, you might need more God in your marriage. Thank you for that. That's right. Thank you. Uh, so, you, you know, if, if your job is not where it's at, maybe, maybe you're not seeing the promotions or the blessings on your job. You might need more of God in your workplace. Now, I'm not talking about witnessing Christ in your workplace when you're supposed to work. Now, let's get, you know, there's a time for that. But I'm saying that when you get God in you, I'm telling you, you're going to have the favor of God at the workplace. Amen. Are you here? Because God will give you ideas. I used to, when I worked in a secular job, I used to sell jewelry. And I would come in. I knew the boss liked, um, liked the lattes or whatever. And there was a Starbucks right near. I'd pick up a latte for the boss. Okay, <laughs> Pastor, you mean buy the boss? Yeah, be nice. Or I, I'd call and say, I'm going by Starbucks. They said, you guys want anything? I'll pick something up. I mean, you can create your own favor. Boy, it's quiet in this church this morning. Amen. You can create your own favor. Amen. They love me. I, I, at work, they love me. They, they, man, they hated to see me go. And I said, well, I got to go full time. Uh, you know, now I got other I got I got people in the church that love me, too. And they want me full time in the ministry. <laughs> Amen. In the ministry. Amen. That's just a play on words. Amen. And so, see, you don't want to hide yourself from who you really are. And, uh, and really, a lot of times we relate who we are to our occupation. You know, you're not your occupation. People say, you know, you're not, you're not even the family you grew up in. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're a new creation in Christ. So we need to get a revelation of this, that we're a new creation in Christ. Let's, let's look at something here, because remember I was saying in the earlier part of this message that you're a three-part being. You're a spirit, you live in a body, and you possess a soul, which is your mind, your intellect, and your emotions. And so the Bible actually says when we get saved... Your mind doesn't get saved. In other words, the only way your mind is going to get saved is that you get some word in it. Or you're going to be a little loco, like a besa. That's crazy in the head. That's from Speedy Gonzalez. That's for all the... Amen. So we, got, we, got, we got all nationalities in this church, and I love it. And that's the reason why, you know, this church is a little bit like heaven. You're going to see everybody in heaven. Amen. Amen. It's not just going to be one type of person. Glory to God. It's going to be a lots of different people. God loves variety. And I love variety too, man. I, I mean, how many people like the uh, one type of ice cream? I like, I like, what was that ice cream that you have three different? You have chocolate. You have, what is it called? Neapolitan. Neapolitan. How many people like Neapolitan ice cream? Amen. Yeah. Somebody. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to get to my sermon here. Second Corinthians. All right. All right, Second Corinthians 5, 
Uh, let's look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17. This is really powerful. But before I go into that, amen. <laughs> let's, not, let's talk ice cream this morning. No. Uh, before I go into that, you know, the most important revelation you can get by being a Christian is that you're a child of the Most High God. Amen. That is the most important revelation you can get. When Jesus was, when he, when he got water baptized by, uh, you know, his cousin John in the Jordan River, Jesus did this and he was baptized and he came out of the water. And the Bible says there was a sound from heaven. And, and it said, this is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. And so God put his stamp of approval on Jesus. And I'm going to say this to you today. God, if you have Jesus in your heart, God has his stamp of approval on you this morning. Can I say this? One third of you is already perfect in God's eyes. That's your spirit part of you. That's the new heart. Amen. One third of you are perfect. The other two thirds are getting per perfected. Say, I'm getting perfected this morning. So you got to get your body in line by fasting, right? Not feasting. And then, then you, you get your soul in line by getting into the word of God and discovering who you are. But you know, the first attack that the devil made on Jesus in the wilderness, because after he got water baptized, he, he went into the wilderness. And whenever we're in our wilderness, the number one attack the devil will attack you with is who you are in Christ. He will attack you in, your, in a revelation of who you are in God. And if he can get you questioning your salvation. See, the devil wants you to question your salvation. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? That's why sin can be so diabolical in a, in a Christian's life. Because if you're walking in any known sin and, and you're allowing sin in your life, you're going to forget who you are in Christ. And you start thinking that you're that old man. That old man is dead. Amen. Amen. Buried. Amen. So, so you're not the old creature anymore. You are a new creation. And so Jesus, when he went to the wilderness, the first thing the devil said, if you be the son of God, turn these stones into bread. Right. And notice how he said, it. he said, if you be, he was challenging the sonship of Jesus. He was saying, if you are truly the son of God. You have the power to make these stones into bread, and you can break that fast. You know, how many people are thought about breaking that fast? <laughs> oh, we won't go there, but but are you hear what I'm saying to you today? But he was challenging Jesus's, you know, identity, and the devil will always try to challenge your identity of who you are in Christ. Amen. And you are a child of the Most High God. And God has his stamp of approval on you because you're in Christ and Christ is in you. The hope of glory. And it's the blood of Jesus that makes you right before God. Amen. Amen. And, that, and, that's, and that's great. And, that's, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And so we have to, we have to look at that. Now let's, now let's look at John 1, 10 through 13. It says this way. It says he, talking about Jesus, was in the world and the world was made through him. And the world did not know him, talking about Jesus. And he gave, came to his own, and his own did not receive him. Talking about Jesus came to his, his, his Jewish brothers and, and, and sisters in Christ. Well, they weren't in Christ, but he came to them. And he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But notice it says, but as many as received him, 
received Jesus, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believed in his name, who were, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. I want to say this, there's no mistakes in this place today. I want to say this, you're not a mistake. I, it doesn't matter if your parents said, we didn't plan you. You just kind of came up. You, it was just kind of, you, it, was, it was a happenstance. We didn't know we were just drinking the water. And all of a sudden, boop, you came up about. That was supposed to be funny. But anyway, uh, but, you know, you, just because you're not a planned baby by your parents doesn't mean that you're not a planned baby by God. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And some of you are like, well, I wasn't planned. Well, you know, I was planned. My, my, my mom said, I was the only one that was planned in the, in the family. The rest were just a happenstance. But they planned me to be a girl. <laughs> Somebody say gender identity confusion. No, listen, I'm glad God called me to be a boy. Amen. I'm glad I got the right chromosome. Amen. I like being a man. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. For all the men just go, whoo, 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 right? Thank God. I mean, I'm glad that I don't have to get pregnant and deal with all that kind of stuff that the ladies deal with. Amen? Women are tough. Man, a man sees his own blood. He's screaming bloody murder. God, I'm bleeding. A woman that bleeds, you know, you know, she cuts her hand or whatever. It's not a big deal. She deals with that all the time. Women are tough. You ladies are tough. Us men, we just got to get toughened up in here, don't we? Do I got any strong men in here? Yes, pastor. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got some strong men in here. Amen. <clears throat> so, so you, got, you're, you have the right to become children of God. Why? Because you believe in Jesus. That gives you sonship rights. And we're going to be talking about that next week. Sonship rights. Now, now let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And we're going to read through 21. And it says it this way. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, this is, the, this is a powerful scripture right here. Because the devil wants, to keep, want, wants some of us to be locked into our past. Can I say it again? The devil wants us to be locked into to our past, our past mistakes, our, 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 our past hurts. The devil wants us to be locked into the past. But, you know, the Bible says, now faith is. In other words, we walk by faith and not by sight. And, and we walk in the now. We don't walk in the past. We don't look at the past. No, we're moving forward in God. Amen. And the devil wants to trap some of us into our past and keep us in the past. And you got to let the past go. Amen. You got to just let that past go. Yes, you may, you may have been the one that hurt somebody in the past. You may have done some bad things or somebody may have hurt you. But you got to let all that go. Because every day is the first day of the rest of your life in Jesus Christ. I love it when I talked about Moses last week. And I talked about when you're fasting, hopefully you're going to have a burning bush experience. And God's going to reveal himself to you in a special way. Amen. But when God revealed himself to Moses, he never talked to Moses about his past. Amen. He never said, well, you know, you messed up 40 years ago. 
No, God never spoke to Moses about his past. He started talking to Moses about his future. And God will never talk to you about your past, about how bad you were or how good you were. Amen. No, he, he, he's going he's to talk to you about what he wants you to move into and your future in God. Thank God for that. God's not looking at your past. He's looking at the potential of who you can become. And I'm, I'm looking at mighty warriors in here. I'm not looking at warriors in here, but warriors. Amen. Say I'm a warrior in Christ. Amen. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. See, you're in Christ. That makes you more than a conqueror. You're not in your problem. You're not your past. You're a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. And that's what God's all about. He'll make all things new. That when we get to heaven, he's going to wipe away our tears and make all things new. But he still can do that right here in the here and now. Do you believe that today? Yeah. Amen. And it says, now, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. And he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That this is really good, too. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of rec reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, and so God, we're pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, for he had made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's a mouthful, Pastor. Well, we're going to break this down a little bit. Amen. Now, this is really powerful because, you know, we are new creations in Christ. Number one, first point, we're new creations in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Now, let's look at the Amplified on this part right here. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition, have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Amen. Think about that. I mean, you, you might say, well, Pastor, that sounds good, but how come I always seem to want to go towards the dark side? How come it seems like I, I have a tendency to try to, to, to I, I have a tendency to, you know, do the wrong things at times? Because you haven't renewed your mind enough. Your mind is not saved. In other words, the outward man is trying to control the inward man. See, we, we have an outward man and we have an inward man. The in, inward man is called the hidden man of the heart. The inward man is made in the likeness of Christ. The inner man wants to do the right thing. The outer man at times does the wrong things. And so your inner man has to get stronger than your outer man. And unfortunately, a lot of Christians are running their life by their outer man instead of their inner man. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And how are you going to change that up is you have, to, you have to meditate on the word. You have to, you know, it talks about in Romans 12, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, proving what is that perfect and acceptable and good will of the Father. So you have to renew this mind. You have to present your bodies as a living, holy sacrifice. Do something with your body. And then you have to renew your mind. This morning, you're presenting your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice. Can I get an amen in here? Amen. amen. 
And so we got to renew our mind. That's why we have a tendency to want to do the wrong things because we, we allow the enemy to work and press on our flesh. Amen. But I'm telling you, your, your flesh makes, a, makes a, 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 a terrible master, makes a good servant, but a terrible master. Your body makes a good servant, but a terrible master. I remember, you know, the enemy will use anything. I remember one time, I told you this before, but I, uh, I was, this is when I used to watch TV. I don't watch too much TV anymore because I don't want TV to transform my thinking. Amen? The only TV I want to watch is something that has to do with, with ministry. So, you know, some word of God. Amen? But I remember that they were showing this commercial overtime, the little thick hamburger from Hardee's. Now, I've told you this before, and they kept showing that little thick hamburger. And so I started thinking about, i got to have one of those little thick hamburgers. You know what I'm talking about? I never thought about a thick hamburger until the commercials start running. And then all of a sudden, I found myself at Hardee's eating a little thick hamburger. And, you know, it, it, it was actually better on the commercial than it was in real life. In other words, the devil will try to make you think sin is going to be all that great and doing the wrong things is really going to be cool, but it ends up gravel in your mouth. Amen. It's not really all that what, it, what the enemy makes it look like. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sin will kill you. Sin will destroy your life. Sin will destroy the, you know, the vision that God has for you. I, I, I know what I, I heard this one story about this lady. I think her name was Helen Keller. She was blind, but she was a Christian. And she did all these great things for God. And, um, and, they, and they asked her, she, she, they asked her is, is being blind about the, one of the worst things you can be? And she said, no, what's one of the worst things in be, other than being blind is having no vision. And this is what I'm talking to you about this morning. I want you to get a vision from God. I want you to get a God encounter. I want you in this fast. I want God revealing some truth to you. I want you breaking out of some, some boxes that, that the enemy has put you into. I want you to break out into that new place that God wants you. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? Some of us are bound up this morning. Some of us are, are, are hindered by our past. Some of us are, are hindered by past circumstances and situations. Don't let the past hold you back. Amen. Praise God. You are a new creation. Old things are passed away. I like what it says in 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. It says this way. But you are a chosen generation. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You once were not a people, but you are now the people of God who have... you who had not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. Isn't that awesome? So Peter got a revelation that we're a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. We're a special people. Glory to God. You're called out. Amen. You're called out from the world. You're called out of the world into the body of Christ. Now, you're, now, each one of you is supposed to be shining like stars. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In this dark world, God wants to show you off. He wants to show you how much he loves you. He wants to show you how, mu how much grace he has placed on your life in spite of your past, in spite of what you've done in the past. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you, God sees you like... Here's a radical statement. You ready for a radical statement? God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Some people say, what? 
Brother Copeland was preaching that the other day. He was when he first got that revelation. God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located at 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.